your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, actually have the text line open 608 785 7914. Getting midday texts from Joe about Trump's visit. Trump was in Kenosha today, kind of all over the place. Not literally, but what he was talking about was a little all over the place. As per usual, <laughs> something about a plane of thugs coming in. Antifa thugs, right? Uh, on top of that, news Vice President Mike Pence is going to visit lacrosse on Labor Day. I was at, when when they were running for president, I went to, Mike Pence did a campaign speech at UW lacrosse whatever you want to call it uh, and it was pretty weird it was a lot of like peace through strength talk building up the military to keep the peace uh, surely doing that now not even overseas anymore we just we can't even do that here but uh yeah it was super weird and then there was a lot of build the wall talk and then they coke some little kid to ask when they're going to build the wall, which I thought was pretty awful. <laughs> like, yeah, let's get this little kid to ask about building a wall. Awesome. Let's get a picture with him. Get the kid in there. It's cute. He's asking about building a wall. It was super weird. So we'll see what Mike Pence does this time around. Uh, he's going to visit Dairyland Power Co-op. Maybe he'll visit Jennifer Schilling. <laughs> the two are good friends. Uh, Jennifer Schilling, who is not a friend of the show. And no longer part of Wisconsin's government. She bailed to uh, to run Dairyland Co-op, Dairyland Power, right? <laughs> 608-785-7914. Um, I, I don't know. Has anyone watched? Did anyone watch the Milwaukee Bucks debacle? I feel like it wasn't even last night. Was it yesterday? <laughs> it was the sad, sad game. Very frustrating. This is the first real test for the Bucks in the playoffs, and they get they kind of get their nemesis in the Miami Heat. The, the, the Heat have been their nemesis this year, and the Bucks didn't have their point guard, so that was that was sad news heading in. It, he was a late scratch, and uh, they needed him. As bad as Eric Bledsoe is in the playoffs in the last two years, kind of needed that guy. The Bucks don't really have a point guard after that. George Hill is, meh, he's okay. Chris Middleton, eh. Giannis Antetokounmpo should be, Giannis is Giannis, but he shouldn't be the point guard. Uh, we're going to call here from number three. Number three, go ahead. You're on. Good evening. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I want to thank you for taking my call. If, oh, we're doing this again. All right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was reading in the rag this morning that Lacrosse County had 20 deaths from drug overdoses. Okay. Okay. One death from the China flu virus. COVID-19. That's another reason we need cops in schools. We need cops. That's a, we need cops in schools because students are getting, what? Well, start them out early so they don't get on the drugs. The cops are there to help them. So, I mean, when we got that many deaths from a drug overdose and only one from the flu virus, just another reason we need cops in schools. Okay. Well, that's, that's a. Off the drugs. I mean, there's they have a dare officer that kind of goes around 
from school yeah, to school. Yeah, but they want to take them all out of the schools. Well, they want to they want to reevaluate that. They they haven't said yeah. one way or the but other. This is just another reason they don't have to reevaluate it when they look at the front page of the Tribune. Okay, so a lot of students are dying of drug overdoses. Well, I I don't didn't say what the ages were of these twenty that died. Okay, but I guess. You say start early, or I don't know what time. I never done drugs in my life. So right. Did all those people that died also Walter, tobacco ones? But did all those people that died also? Did they have school resource officers when they were in high school? We'll, um, we'll have to we'll have to ask them. We have to find. Maybe there's they could form a committee or hire a consultant, and they can tell us. Right. I, they already did that. They're already uh, they're already t- t- talking to people about the. Uh, the school resource officer program. That's kind of what they're doing for the next year. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is just to put a little seat to it, you know, so fair fair enough. Okay. How are things in Hoka? Uh, It's kind of cold today. I got all my windows open. It's a little cold though. Did your furnace work? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I got a fireplace. I got a fireplace. I don't, I don't, I I keep my thermostat at like 58 when, when it's winter. So I don't really care at this point. Uh, we'll go back to the call- phones. Uh, Joe's, Joe's calling in. Joe, go ahead. Hi there. Is this Joe? Oh, no, John. Nope, this John. is John. Sorry. Go ahead, John. Uh, I wanted to correct number three. There's been one death with COVID flu in lacrosse, not from COVID flu okay. or China flu, Wuhan flu, whatever you want to call it. Okay. What it, well, What was the death from? Um, old age. He had cancer problems. Okay, so he was, was going like eighty seven. So it he was, was his time. He was going to die that day anyway. Maybe not that day, but he was going to die very shortly. So f him. He was going to die. Who cares when? As long as he's dead. Well, well, no, I wouldn't go that far. Every death is important. Oh, well, you just kind of said family members die. I've watched them die. Yeah, How you, about you? You kind of said it. Uh, he was going to die anyway. So COVID, flu, cancer. He was going to die, even if he died early, because COVID, you know, okay, sped up that. So he spent one or two days less in the hospital. Okay, so so we count that as a COVID death. So he was gonna he was gonna live for two more days. Uh, where are you getting that information? Uh, I I said that rhetorically. Okay, so you're just making stuff up. Yeah, I almost sound like you, don't I? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, could, I could be in the news media. You could, but, I guess. You know, the thing I don't understand with closing um, uh, the schools in La Crosse County. They're, they're, uh, the, they're in, going virtual for one month in, right. in the city and, of La Crosse. And closing not La, off sports. Not, I guess that was really the part I want to address. The, not La Crosse County. The school district of La Crosse is postponed sports until spring and postponed going in class for one month. Right. Okay. And the infection rate in La Crosse County is 0.0606%. It was over 15% the last seven days ending Sunday. Of 158,000 people, there's only uh, 1,100 and some cases. And it was over 15% the last seven days ending Sunday. You must have went to college to learn that math. I went to public school. The Lacrosse Health Department posted those numbers on Monday. Wow! And those are never wrong, are they? That's what the that's. So talk to them. I mean, I'm just telling you the numbers. You're giving me numbers. Where did you get your numbers? 
uh, from La Crosse County. Well, those numbers are but never wild. I do the math myself. You take the number of people infected by the number of people in the county, and it tells you the infection rate. The infection, the 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 case infection rate per one hundred thousand will come out at noon tomorrow on the La Crosse County Health Department page. That'll be updated. I mean, you can get it right now. COVID nineteen, coolycovid nineteen dot org. No, Cooley, Yeah, I'll, that's it. I'll take a look at that, but you know, it's minimal, is what my point is. Okay, so is that it. But that, but that, but that's all, Doc. <laughs> all right, thanks a lot for the call, John. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Let's see, oh, Eric, Eric, Eric wasn't the first call today. Eric from Sparta, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, I was wondering. Uh, I, the matter, the thing is, is the percentages of people. That's what the question is. Anyway, that's not my point. My point today is, I heard on the on the news or read in the newspaper across the Tribune, lucky journalist lady uh, putting a. A petition up to impeach or uh, take out uh, Governor Re- Evers. Recall. If anybody Don't has any information not- about how they can sign that petition, they can call my number, 633-6912. Thank you. All right. Uh, I don't believe it was takeout. That, that that would be very inappropriate. A petition to take out Governor Tony Evers would probably get some people in trouble, depending on your take on takeout. Maybe it's... But uh, recall, there's a petition to recall Governor Tony Evers. I believe you need about 700,000 signatures on that in 60 days, if it's official at this point. So, good luck. Good luck. And then and then what happens? Um, we run another election. Who runs? Scott Walker? All right, we'll be back. we got to do news. Brad, Brad doing the news. We'll be back after this. I wasn't. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608 785 7914 is the talking text line. The first day of school today for the Lacrosse School District, but we're doing it virtually for a month, at least a month. We'll see what happens. Case rate lately has kind of gone through the roof. Well, I don't know if it's gone through the roof. It's pretty high. I don't know where the roof is, how high it would be, nor do I know how cases would go through the roof. Kind of a weird analogy. But uh, 20 cases today, according to state data. And I didn't see, I only saw a couple social media posts with kids going to school their first day of school last, you know, last week or so. A couple of school districts, obviously, starting last week. Tremplo, no, Gaelic Tremplo started last Thursday in person. I think Toma's in person. Some of the rural schools are in person. I kind of... I brought it, I brought it up with the lacrosse school superintendent the idea that maybe these rural, rural schools you know there's obviously the the population density isn't as high so the the idea of getting the virus is, is a little less and on top of that you know maybe people don't have the internet at home It'd be a lot harder to do virtual school if you can't get online uh, I read a story that in Mexico they're they're teaching on TV they just put the 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 classroom on television regular tv set up a camera in there thought oh that was good that would be a good idea for for the people in the rural areas who can't get the internet or people in the city who can't afford the internet all you need is a set of bunny ears and a tv i guess hopefully you have one of those 608-785-7914 talking text line uh joe's calling in joe go ahead you're on the air yeah that was always called sesame street and captain kangaroo when i was a kid 
teaching. Yeah, I, I learned that. Uh, I read. I read a. This was years ago that Sesame Street. What they did on the show didn't actually like teach. Didn't quite teach kids anything. I mean, it was cute and funny. And here's the word of the day, the number of the day, the letter of the day, whatever. Uh, but but wasn't actually teaching kids anything. So that was kind of. What about Mister Rogers? You didn't watch Mister Rogers? I did. I always had to nap. I always had to take a nap after Mr. Rogers. And I was always scared of the Sesame Street aliens that went, yep, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh. I would run out of the room when those those guys were scary. I'd run out of the room. Speaking of scary, you know, I, I really think the you know, we should probably, as far as everything's getting out of hand, we should probably call off the election. I think this year... And I've been listening a lot to liberal radio, and I think I'm kind of starting to get it. So I think that the best thing we should do is, the way it sounds, there's going to be just a handful of people left that don't die from COVID, and then there's going to be a handful of people left that don't die from the police. And whatever five, ten people we have left in the country after that, those should be the people that vote for president after that. As long as they have. Let's wait until... Let's wait until everyone's killed off by COVID and police, and then the you know the dozen people or so that are left will have them vote. Yeah, as long According as as left, long as we can mail in our ballots. So I mean, who's gonna get well, the mail? We're gonna have to start all over with uh, you know redeveloping mail carrying and everything. You know, if, if the dozen people that survived COVID and the police are all scattered out, we're gonna have to redevelop all that all those connections and everything again. So it wouldn't be fair for us to vote on president if we're all gonna be dead here soon. All right. Um, terrible, terrible joke, Joe. Just making fun of people who've died. Uh, a texter said that they, they know the person who died of COVID-19 in La Crosse County, didn't die of cancer, wasn't 87. I think he was in his 70s, if I remember right. My neighbors know who he is, and I believe they said that, uh, well, I don't want to get into it. It's kind of personal, so I don't really want to talk about that. Um, but th- but there's, a, there's a, a an anonymous texter giving me some information um, let's see here. Oh, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, first of all, where are the school pictures? I, I feel like there should have been some unique first day virtually learning school pictures. Nobody, I haven't seen them yet, but sometimes, you know, social media doesn't give you those until a couple of days later. And then you're kind of mad. Like, really? This picture was four days old. Like, why am I seeing this? Or why am I seeing this article from four days ago? Obviously the news after one day that the, the news is old news and we got to move on to new news. We can't, there's there's not enough time in the day to cover all the news, but like give me four day old news. That's crazy. Um, along with the Bucks losing yesterday, they would have been at home playing that game if we didn't have to play in the, in a bubble in Florida. But uh, there was there was news yesterday that the Fiserv Forum, where the Bucks play their their stadium, that taxpayers have paid for half of, and the billionaires paid for the other half, and Miller Park. And I believe taxpayers paid for that one. I wasn't. I wasn't always paying attention with Miller Park, although I know they just took it off like the, the sales tax, or they they took some kind of tax away from paying for Miller Park just recently. Um, Miller Park's kind of old now at this point, but those two stadiums will be used. I guess arenas, stadiums, whatever you want to call them, will be used for early voting in those areas. Uh, it was kind of a problem. What back in April. When, when there were only so many polling places in Milwaukee and people were waiting outside in line for a long time, well, they're going to use the Fiserv Forum and Miller Park for early voting, but not going to be used for Election Day. 
we used uh, the rec center at UWL for election day here. There were a whole bunch of different areas represented inside there. Maybe maybe five or six. I can't remember quite. Trying to count, but I can't remember. There's probably four, four, five, six of them in there, um, and it was you know pretty pretty open. It wasn't a whole lot of it wasn't a whole lot of people waiting in line either. So it was a little different, obviously, when you when you talk about voting in lacrosse. But yeah, it just seems like if you if you want to use these giant stadiums, these giant giant arenas for voting, well. Well, early voting, does that really do anything? Like people are people are randomly going in there to, to vote early? Okay, well, that's great, I guess. And it would be kind of cool to go into the stadiums or the arenas. But if, if we're not going to use them on election day, does it really help? I mean, the whole idea here is to have more polling places. But then I guess you need more workers at these polling places or volunteers. They're volunteers, right? We, we're not paying these people. God forbid we pay them. And um, then again, on the flip side, I guess Pfizer Forum might be pre- pretty easy for people in that area to get to. But if you're going to make it a giant place for people in Milwaukee to go vote, uh, they'd have to get there. So that's always a problem, too. How are you going to get there? And Miller Park, I mean, <laughs> who's going to vote at Miller Park? That'd probably be like an hour drive for some people because it's kind of just out on out in the middle uh, of nowhere. It's off the highway, but it's kind of out of the way. So. I just kind of, hey, look at look what we're doing. Look at this. We're doing this for voting. And then it's like, eh, are you? Is it really going to help? I don't know. Maybe maybe it could. It just seemed kind of a little bit empty in terms of what whether or not it would help for, for voting in that area. Obviously, that area needs help voting. number of polling places was, was severely low for the April elections. And if everybody, you know, if the turnout's going to be gigantic, which we all assume it is going to be come November, um, we're going to need more polling places on the day of the election, right? All right, we're going to get to Scott's comments and Brad doing the news again. We'll be back after this on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I wanted to, I kind of want to do this once a day. Maybe I'll do it right after the news break here, but there's a, there's a really, especially with school starting back up, um, there's a really funny Instagram page that just quotes children pretty young children like four to seven years old three to seven there's a nine-year-old on here ten-year-old they're pretty young though like most of these quotes um and i'll just (laughs) just want to read a couple of these uh i'm just ahead today no brain said an anonymous six-year-old uh these are all i should just say how old the kid is they're all anonymous obviously mom i think it's about time i start going to bed at a more reasonable hour said a seven-year-old has any kid ever said that i i don't even believe that one is true um let's see a couple a couple of these are really good um i can't change the beginning of the day but i can change the end says a six-year-old i can't imagine these kids saying stuff like this at that young age um anything that your kids have said that is is pretty ridiculous that you you could remember that you could laugh at uh shoot me a text 608-785-7914 uh, donut, donuts are my favorite circles, said Tucker, a three-year-old. I mean, who wouldn't love? Pizzas are my favorite circles. I don't know. I don't know about donuts, Tucker. I'm so tired of being a person. I want to be a dog, said Eugenia, a three-year-old. Three-year-olds might have the best quotes here so far. Uh, my brain's out of think right now, said Alex, a five-year-old. Uh, are all the planets this annoying? <laughs> Andrew, a 10-year-old, said. 
Uh, so that Instagram, if you want to follow that page, it's uh, live from snack time is uh, what it's called. Let me see. Let's see. Yeah, live from snack. So Instagram, Instagram.com slash live from snack time. It's pretty funny. Every time I, every time I see it, I laugh. Um, Donald Trump in Kenosha today. The mayor said don't come. Governor Evers said don't come, essentially. And he came anyway. I don't know if there were giant riots because he came. Couldn't tell you that. Um, I did get a text. Now I lost that text. I'll try to find it in a minute here. Uh, Gary texted in, uh, is it a full moon tonight based on the, the conversations we've had? And it is actually, it is a full moon tonight. So I don't know if you knew that going in, Gary, but maybe you were just outside the last couple of days and noticed that it was, I don't know if we're going to see the moon tonight, though. It seemed, seemed pretty cloudy out. Uh, at, at 1222, September 2nd, 1222 a.m., full moon. According to Google, I, I didn't do a whole lot of uh, scientific research there. I literally just Googled next full moon. And uh, that's the first thing that popped up. So fake news, maybe if if uh, if it's not if it's not exactly right, it could be a full moon somewhere else and not here, right? I don't know. How does the moon work? Could be a little bit different time, I suppose. Maybe it knows what time zone time zone I'm I'm in because Google knows where I'm at all the time. But anyway, Donald Trump, yeah. So the, when the mayor says don't come and the and the governor says don't come, he comes anyway. You have a problem with that? It's it's and and I've said this before. I, I, Here's here's kind of what I'm getting at though is, you know, I, I've, it's pretty divisive when anything that Donald Trump does, obviously, any any, I think he thrives on that divisiveness. But uh, on top of everything else, when and then he's like, eh, you know, calls out the Democratic city or the Democratic governor for you know for not handling it, not handling the riots well or the protests well enough so he's got to come fix it right uh then on top of that then he's telling the big 10 football conference today that they need to play football so (laughs) like you can't have it both ways you can't be you can't be not listening to one entity when they tell you to don't come and then you know telling another entity to do something that you have no you know like no control over like you know either either it is your business or it isn't your business but Trump always trying to get into the the mix. He always wants to be part of the sports world. Uh, he did try to buy the Buffalo Bills in kind of a shady way at one point in his life. Uh, it's kind of interesting. If you want to dive down a, a, a weird rabbit hole of Donald Trump trying to buy an NFL team, go ahead and do that. Uh, caller, who's this? You're on the air. Yeah, it's Joe. Do you not think that it's divisive of the governor and the mayor to say don't come to the president? Uh, they're, they're probably thinking that it's going to create a little bit more chaos than already is happening, and him coming at this point in time but, isn't going to help. But the chaos was created by the governor and the mayors not doing their – not creating law and order. We talked about this yesterday. But they didn't create law and order. So don't you think that the riots and everything that took place um, has already been done? Why, so why are the, they rioting? The what? The, the the protests and the riots aren't happening because the governor said something. They're happening no, the, because no. an officer no, no, no. shot no. a guy the in governor, the back seven the, the times. president called the governor and said, asked him if he wanted help, and they took it. They didn't take a, a large help. They took a small help. They took a from small the federal help. Government. Do you remember? Do you remember like a couple, maybe a little over a week ago, when an officer shot a guy? 
in Kenosha. That's kind of why this is happening. It has nothing to do with. Yeah, but you know what? Don't if you're if you're stopped by a cop, and and blacks should be teaching their kids this because I don't have a problem when I get stopped by a cop. If I have, I haven't been stopped by a cop. You don't fight back. Just black people need to teach their just black with the cops. But you said it. I mean, you said it. You said it right there, Joe. Black people need to teach their kids that. If a, if an officer is asking you to do something, then you need to listen. Black people, you hearing me? You need to do that. Us, we're good. Us whites, we're good. Because a cop ain't going to shoot us in the back seven times. Yep, thanks, Joe. All right, we'll go back to the phones. Uh, Clyde Clyde from the highlands of Onalaska is calling in. Clyde, go ahead. You're on the air. Yes, I want to disagree with number three, talking about having police in schools. Okay. I think just the just the opposite would be beneficial, and that would be uh, have uh, some of the criminals from the jail come over. You know, a couple of criminals in each school. That way, they could uh, students could talk with them, ask them how they got locked up, and a lot of them would be real comfortable because they'd probably be similar to their baby daddies, and you- uh, and they could get uh, get some real top information from them on how to avoid getting sent to the pen. So you're speaking to children that that don't have two parents. Is that what you're? Is that what you just did right there? Um, my parents, my parents, or my children. Well, you my just, children you, have. You threw parents. out a you threw out a baby daddy's comment there. I'm not really sure why you did that. Oh well, I I guess I'm not going to repeat it if you were offended. But anyway, I think that that would be great because you wouldn't have to pay the criminals to come over. You just have to. Somehow, you know, have them take an Uber or something. You'd only have to pay for their transportation, depending on how close they, you know, they could walk. Well, too. wouldn't you be paying yeah. for it because they're in jail? Like, you'd have to get them out of jail. So, is this, are you yeah. kind of doing like a scared straight type situation that the, the, the daytime talk shows are? I mean, are they still doing this? Are you watching daytime talk shows, Clyde? No, no, I have a job that, okay. uh, you know, forces me to be out of the house. But, um, <clears throat> it, I think that would be the best idea, not necessarily scared straight, but just get a chance to interact with some criminals and uh, and see what it's all about and see if that's the path they want to take. And again, you don't you know, it's not going to cost I can't imagine it's going to cost 175 grand a year like they're paying now to have a couple of criminals in every school. I don't I don't imagine that it's the worst idea to have a, you know, and I'm sure that there are a lot of what do we call them, motivational speakers that go around to schools and talk about how they got to the place that they got, their lowest point in life, and how they got out of that. So are, are kids going to listen to stuff like that? I don't know. Do we Are we still doing that with motivational speakers? I mean, I know a couple of, you know, some of the podcasts that I listen to, every once in a while they bring a guy named Dan Heron on. I believe his name's Dan Heron. He, he was a UNLV basketball player. God, I wonder if he spoke in lacrosse as well. The YMCA has done this a couple of times. And, uh, you know, a guy that was that hit rock bottom with drugs. And I, I can't remember if he was in jail or not. But, you know, he had it, he had everything going for him. He was going to be a star in the NBA. And he was on drugs. And, and that ruined his life. So, I mean, it's not the worst idea, Clyde. But some of, your, <laughs> some of the avenues that you went to get there are a little distasteful. Uh, Bob's calling in. Bob, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, hey Rick. Yeah, um, I'd like to. Can you tell us what percentage of white police officers officers are racist and go around murdering black people for not doing anything wrong? I can't because they're black. 
No. Well, you should be able to. You're like you should be able to. You you're assuming that almost all of not all white black, uh, white officers uh, go around murdering black people. Why am I assuming that? Well, it's easy to see that. You're, well, I don't know why you can't answer me. It doesn't make any sense. Why, why? Why am I assuming that all white officers are killing black people? Is that what you're trying to get at? Yeah. Why am I assuming yeah, that? What percentage? Fifty oh. percent of white all across the country. What percentage? Fifty percent? Ninety percent? Ninety-nine percent? But you're saying that I ass- I'm assuming that. But why are why did you say that? I'm not assuming that. So why would you bring that up? I didn't say that. Well, well, anyway. Um, but you know, this anti-police rhetoric. I mean, you're you're what you're doing is. You're what? actually inciting violence, and I hope that doesn't happen with cross. What did I? What did I say that was? What did I say that was anti-police? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, anti-police rhetoric that uh, can't answer. So I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think I had any anti-police rhetoric, but you know, if so, and I'm inciting violence, I have more power. I'm wielding more power than I thought here on in my in my. One hour show uh, at five o'clock. Six oh eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. Um, L eight. That's what it says on the talk and text line. It said, "Don't be nasty." It sounds like a rap name. There's no punctuation here, and B is just the letter B. So, don't be nasty. Is that a rapper's name? I don't know what that means. Uh, you tell me not to be nasty. I'm just defending myself. <laughs> Uh, another text from from Al Eight. Well, that was earlier today. He said, uh, uh, "I don't know what that says." Sorry, device divisive, 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 <laughs> divisive. I think is what he's going for. There is a mower of opinion, like Joe Mauer. Is that? I don't know. You'll have to retext that, Al. I, I don't know what you're saying there. Um, all right, so probably uh, let's take let's take uh, one more break here. And uh, wrap up the show. A little bit of time here, but we'll wrap up after this. I'm with All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. Carl texted in, love the balance you bring to the show, Rick. Keep up the good work. And I'm like, are you being sarcastic, Carl? Balance? What balance? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure if he's being sarcastic or not. Usually, usually that's how that works. You got to do like hashtag sarcasm. Eric's calling back. Eric from Sparta, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to tell you that uh, I'm politically opposite you, but I must say I like your program today because you're taking some calls, and I appreciate that. I don't hope you don't hate my guts because I don't hate yours. We just have different opinions, and I thank you very much. All right, thanks, Eric. Eric, I take all the calls. Eric, Eric, every once in a while, will call in and, and just yell at me for not taking calls. But for the most part, the only calls that I really actually don't take are from Eric once in a while. Like yesterday, I didn't take a call from Eric. I'm sorry, Eric. But I was uh, I had interviews to do and didn't have time to uh, to, th- to squeeze you in with uh, Steve Doyle and uh, the nurse about the Hearts in the Park event. And uh, if you want to listen to these, I, I talked to Steve Doyle yesterday. It was a, it was a pretty fun conversation. In terms of him going, you hovered around the, the idea that he went to Madison to debate, to vote on the nine 
policing policy bills that Governor Evers had proposed back in June and the Republican-controlled legislature gaveled in and gaveled out of session in 30 seconds in both houses there. And Steve Doyle drives to Madison, and I'm sure, you know, I don't know if he felt obligated. I'm sure we all kind of knew that there was going to be a 30-second session. And I guess they left it open, so there could be something tomorrow. I guess it ends tomorrow, whatever, however that works. Didn't get into that civics lesson with, with Steve Doyle yesterday. But did kind of quiz him on on some civics. It's always fun. I, I have Tregoski on on the last couple of Fridays. Get a little civics civics uh, knowledge thrown in there, just because you know political science professor. We sh- we should have him on and 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 get some c- civics lessons, right? We need to to uh, to do that. I think uh, I don't think any of us remember our civics classes from from high school. I certainly don't. And I went to Hortonville, so you know they weren't very good to begin with. Uh, but this was Chagoski last Friday, just on the idea of, of civics and um, and, and what he's doing in class. That's one thing that I have to do in my classes. I have to unwind a lot of that sort of classic civics high school knowledge from students, how American government works. It just doesn't apply in this era of intense partisanship and brinksmanship that we have. We're just in a, in a different place in, in how government works nowadays. And uh, I don't know if he's actually serious there, but it, but but it is kind of funny the idea that uh, you know whatever these high school kids are are learning in civics class. Oh, by the way, none of that's happening anymore, especially in an election year. None of that's happening. In fact, civics might be really easy to learn right now, right? Like they don't do anything. Right? And uh, we, we, talking with Doyle yesterday, uh, this was just a, a little snippet of our conversation. That he played along here, but it, it maybe well, I'll let, I'll just play it. Let you guys decide. What if we paid you guys by the hour where you had to punch a clock? Uh, would, would you meet a little bit more then, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. You know, I, I think that having some incentive to actually show up for work makes sense. I'll, I can't think of any other job where you get paid even if you don't show up for work. But the most important part of the whole process is the light of day. You know, that these bills actually, in these, this issue gets discussed. You know, let's just talk about these issues instead of it being Democrats versus Republicans. You know, people rightfully have varying opinions on this issue, and I respect both sides of it. I've heard both sides of it. But what we're not doing is giving it the credibility that you get by having it in a forum such as the legislative process. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty interesting conversation with Steve Doyle yesterday. And if you want to listen to that, if you download the Wisdom app, you can listen to this show, you can listen to Hayes in the morning, you can listen to the shows during the day, you just hit play on the app. But also, you can just go to podcasts. You can listen to all Hayes' interviews and all my shows uh, right there. So you can go back and listen to that Steve Doyle conversation. It was pretty interesting. You have to skip ahead to halfway through because uh, we brought him on at the bottom half of the hour. Uh, number three is calling back. Number three, you're back on the air. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to call it tomorrow night again and open up another can of worms. No, I, I feel I don't know if your your can of worms stuck. Eric has opened a can of worms on voting before when he started the show with a call. Yours, okay. yours only opened a can of worms for Clyde from Mount Alaska. Well, Clyde's a very smart man. He outsmarted me. I never thought of bringing some inmates into the school. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a it's an interesting avenue. I don't. I don't. You know, you'd have to find. I don't know if you can literally bring inmates in because you'd have to find a motivational speaker that maybe had gone to jail and. 
had to, you know, he had had righted their life at some point, you know, and and, yeah. has, and now makes a living on motivational speaking. Probably ain't that many around. Anyway, nice to job shooting it from the hip. <laughs> well, I try to do that every once in a while. We'll see. Okay. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But thanks. Thanks Your for powder the powder dry now. Uh, all right. Yeah, it is raining a little bit out there. It's about time, right? It's about time. It starts raining. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, today was a, a shoot from the hip day. I, I do want to bring Ted Wilson on, um, either tomorrow or Thursday. And then I, I have uh, my friend Peter Cameron, who works at the Badger Project in Madison, and he's he's done a lot of research into um, rural internet and and how how that needs to get done in the state. And I, that's another conversation that I would like to have one of these days. It just didn't it didn't work out today. Um, we got another call coming in. Uh, I don't know who's this caller. You're on the air. Eric, uh, it's Tom. Hey Tom, go ahead. Yeah, uh, where is Hiawatha now? Unknown. Well, that's your journalist. Go investigate. I, I, did, I don't know if I want to know where it is at this point. The, the mayor did say at some point he will. When the, when Hi, I, I believe Hiawatha is in storage. Uh, thanks for the call, Tom. I believe at this point Hiawatha is in storage, and eh, we really don't need to. It, you know, it doesn't need to be out there where it would be. And uh, once the mayor did say when he was on, and he'll be on next Monday if uh, if he's available because he usually comes on the Monday before the city council meeting Thursday. So there's a committee meeting tonight, but I, I believe there's the, the council will meet next Thursday. But uh, the mayor did say that Hiawatha, once it's up to where, once it's up wherever it's going up. And I don't know when that timeline is going to be. It's not going to be anytime soon because they're not going to put it up before winter. I wouldn't believe. I'd imagine they'd store it for winter because you don't want to put it out in the elements at this point. And the kind of the whole idea of taking it down was because it's been out in the elements and nobody's, you know, done done due diligence to keep it, you know, updated. However you want to however you want to say it, uh, do the upkeep on it. So, but he did say that once it's up, there will be some kind of informational whether it's a plaque uh, something down at Riverside Park where Hiawatha was there will be information there telling people where Hiawatha can be seen now so it's not out of the question that you know next summer it'll be up maybe it'll be up there was talk earlier on that it would be up in the Caledonia area where the Zimmerhako family resides now I'm not quite sure but that was that was talk uh, some years ago when we first ha- started having the conversation about actually bringing Hiawatha down and, and whether or not um, it would come down. And two years later, it did. So, yeah, not not exactly uh, something that the, the mayor was trying to hide or the city is trying to hide. But at this point, it's just in storage. So I don't think whoever's storing it, and it's I believe it's, you know, that's private or, you know, private people, citizens, whatever you want to call them, Probably don't want people to know that they have Hiawatha. Also, really hard to store that thing. So, you know, is it in someone's garage where Hiawatha's head sticks out the garage door? Maybe the back garage door, his head's just sticking out. All the neighbors know, yeah, that's where Hiawatha is because we can see, you know, his torso sticking out of the side window here. So, um, let's see here. Free speech Fred. He's, uh, he's quoting Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, long text there. I can't really, I can't really, uh, decipher what you're, what you're saying, what, 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 and why you're saying that. So 
Um, sorry, free speech, Fred, for for not reading your text. But you are quoting Dr. Martin Luther King, so I'm not going to read it anyway because I don't believe it, Dr. Martin. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, all right. So I think that's I think that's going to wrap it up for today. I thank everyone for listening. One of these days, Dr. Ted Wilson from Viterbo is going to be on, and we're going to talk about GMO mosquitoes. So in Florida, they're releasing these GMO mosquitoes so they don't reproduce, essentially. And is that going to be the end of the world, or is it, you know, combine that with COVID? Will that, those two things end the, end the world? We don't know. But hopefully we're going to have him on one of these days. Anyway, thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.